the next half podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Today, let's talk about worried for our next generation. Let's discuss our concern for our young ones. A significant proportion of us are worried. This is more than the usual low rumbling parental concern. One doesn't have to be a parent to see the tough reality that are facing our younger generation right now. It's not overstating to say that we're in a global crisis which will have a profound and lasting impact on our next generation's mental and economic health. Wherever we live in the world, our youth have faced huge repercussions from the pandemic and government's responses to it. These consequences are worrying and must be further addressed. Let's remember the saying, a worry shared is a worry halved, and let's hope that's correct. I'm voicing our collective concerns right now. Let's hope another voice shouting may help encourage further focus and practical action steps regarding our collective concern for our younger gen. So shouting is what we'll do today. My shout. In England, we're living under restrictions still. It's like we live in a time warp or a parallel universe where other countries, like North America, are just getting on with their lives. We know the restrictions will eventually be lifted here in the UK, but the exact reason for continued delays is no longer clear to me. What is clear is that Britain has one of the, has one of the highest levels of immunizations, but simultaneously one of the strictest and longest periods of restrictions than many other countries. It's time we ask, is this really necessary? Enough already. I'm not going to monologue, well, at least not for too long, about the inconsistent, inconsistent policies here in England. Why are 10,000 people or more allowed to gather in stadiums to watch professional sports, but simultaneously not more than 30 are per permitted in gardens? Why are some travelers quarantined and some have business exemptions since the virus can't read a passport permit? What is going on with the Department of Education? Are our leaders unable to devise and implement creative solutions which mitigate our disappointments and all our worries? Seems so. Most importantly, where has our right to use our own judgment gone? Now don't get me wrong, I've dutifully followed the guidelines over the last 15 months, or was it 17 months, or, or maybe 18? I don't know, I'm losing track. I did this with less griping and complaining than many of my friends. I believe the lockdown was the best strategy for our collective health and safety, and Britain did do an impressive job rolling out the vaccine. But this hold in our lives is getting old now, and it is no longer justifiable. It has to stop. Living in hope has become tiresome. It's no longer logical to me that we simply accept missing milestones in our lives. We all deserve to be treated like sensible adults. We all know that soon this freedom will return, but our battle wounds exist now and they're only going to grow. The negative repercussions of this long lockdown on the younger gen will linger and it must be addressed. So let's be allowed to get on with our lives for all of our sakes, especially for that of our younger gen. The worries of our younger, for our younger generation. The young adults in their 20s. We are right to be worried for our youth. The under 30s in the UK have been hit hard. Life has been altered for them for no fault of their own. At best, their young lives have been interrupted and put on hold, and at worst, their paths have been permanently affected or altered. There are fewer jobs and apprenticeships. Socializing has ground to a halt. Expected milestones are being cancelled. The repercussions of this are hugely concerning to me. Restrictions on seeing people and being able to go outside, the impact of loneliness, the worries about health of family and friends were all factors in driving an increase in driving the increase of mental health concerns. 
According to the ONS, one in five young adults in Britain say they experienced some form of depression during the pandemic. Equally concerning is that many people are not seeking health service use. Whilst overall GP diagnoses level has decreased, depression is making up a larger percentage of the overall diagnoses. It's clear that lasting effects of the traumas and economic pressures of lockdown will be felt for a long time. Kids aged, 20, kids aged 18 to 22. We worry for university-aged children in Britain. For those attending uni, they're contending with life and virtual lessons, which isn't really a real uni experience. They've been resilient, though. However, enough is enough. The fact that some unis in England have announced that they are continuing online lessons for next year, not just the autumn term, but the whole year, seems simply unjust to me. Now that graduating years are competing in a smaller job pool, the students graduating this year face fewer job prospects than usual. Well, that's tough. For those applying to uni this year, this normally stressful process has been riddled with even more anxieties than usual. Kids have been rejected outright or offered courses they simply haven't applied to. I'm sure the dropout rate for this and next year has increased. What a nightmare for these kids. I see children in the U.S. are enjoying relatively normal lives right now. They're actually enjoying graduation ceremonies. That's a big personal button presser for me, as my kids in the U.K. can't enjoy theirs. They weren't given that option. We are told to wait a year and celebrate next year with the last two years. When I see on Facebook all the celebrations abroad, I'm frustrated, perhaps even jealous, and I wonder why kids in Britain can't enjoy the same important milestones as graduating as in other parts of the world. Our youth is resilient and gets on with it, but at what cost? We need to allow them to resume their lives. We need to, provi we need to provide jobs so they can be functioning members of adult society, like they want to be. And we need to listen, address, and provide support for their mental health issues, which has undoubtedly increased as a result of this lockdown. Teens in Britain. I also worry for the children that are in their school years. The impact of school closures was significant and it's still being felt. Now that schools are opening again, the students are still negatively affected by the Department of Education's inconsistent messaging and lukewarm responses to this pandemic. They should be ashamed. I worry for the kids taking their national exams, both because they've had to contend with more assessments than usual, as well as the uncertainty and inconsistency of this current system. Will their assessed grades be accurate and fair? Will some schools have more lenient examination procedures than others? Of course. That's the answer to both of those questions. I worry about the result time in August. Good luck, kids. I can't help but wonder if in a few years we will look back and simply negate these years' results as not defensible. The understatement of the year is that the Department of Education needs to get it together or be expunged. The brain drain from Britain is inevitable, and that's a shame. I worry that the line has blurred between values that must be instilled from home and those that should be supported at school. Perhaps neither segment is doing its job in instilling appropriate social behavioral boundaries. This is not solely an effect of the pandemic, but it is not being improved by it. Both home and school are pointing the responsibility finger to the other. What is this about? Providing functioning processes for communicating and instilling both home value codes and school behavioral codes is fundamental to the raising of healthy children. We've lost this focus, and until we partner in it together, our kids will continue to suffer. So what can we do? 
Well, we can't control this dismal narrative, but we can control our response to it. Whilst there's no concrete solution one person can propose to fix all this, we can loudly discuss our grave concerns and insist collectively that they're being addressed. Let's tell the decision makers enough is enough and to get focused on establishing practical solutions to rebuild the lives of our younger gen. Let's believe that they can and they will accomplish productive end results. We have to try, right? Whilst we can request, nay, demand that governments listen, We can't pin all our hope on actions by elected politicians, obviously. Let's each also make an effort to increase the communication within our families and communities to continue showing support, building resilience, and teaching the importance of coping mechanisms and praising the little wins. Let's Let's reiterate to our kids that this is indeed a particularly tough time, the hardest time in many of our lives. Let's reiterate that it's okay to have not achieved what they'd hoped to. Maybe uni didn't happen this year. Maybe we can't find the apprenticeship that we hope for or the job. But we will if we keep trying. Disappointments happen, but the results are often out of our control. That's just part of life. But the key is to learn from the setbacks and to move on. So let's continue to teach the younger gen the importance of resilience, of learning from disappointments, of seeking help when needed, and moving on emblazoned, fortified, and stronger. Let's simultaneously all keep our fingers crossed. Thank you very much. Please continue to listen to our podcasts at The Next Half or read our blogs at thenexthalf.org. Thanks, everybody.